Welcome to Rome. This is The Bittersweet Life with Katie Sewell and Tiffany Parks. Hello, welcome to The Bittersweet Life. I'm Katie Sewell. I'm Tiffany Parks. Talking about what it's like to live in a foreign country uh, for a long time and a short time. Tiffany's been here for almost 10 years. I'm living in Rome for only a year. And so our experiences are quite different. She's evolved over the 10 years of being here, wouldn't you say? I hope so. And I am evolving also, but mainly because I'm having a once in a lifetime experience living in a foreign country, uh, knowing that I'm heading home. So it's a different kind of experience. Tiffany planning to stay, me planning to leave, and all the issues contained within. So that was a very long explanation for, uh, you know, a week where I haven't really gotten anything done. Or evolved in any in any way. <laughs> so uh, yeah, have you, have you made it to the grocery store once this week? I did. Well, that's, but that's already an accomplishment in Italy. Yes, but I undershopped because I was, you know, you get there and you're like, Ugh. okay, what 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 do I just need for tonight? And then the next day you wake up and you're like, Ugh. I still don't have any food. I have to go back down to the store. Uh, today I haven't left the house. I woke up at eleven. I, I actually woke up at 6.30 and thought about getting out of bed. And then I was like, thought, why bother? I'll, I'll just go back to bed. Then I got up and I realized that it was raining outside. And um, I have evolved in the sense that, like an Italian person in general, I don't like to go outside when it's raining, even though I'm from Seattle, <laughs> which is pretty ridiculous. So I noticed it was raining. So then I thought, well, I guess I won't be going anywhere today. So I've been shuffling around the house. And, and I've, I've got some things done around i've answered some emails you've made the bed i made the bed i mainly made it because you were coming over (laughs) (laughs) it was not made up until like you know an hour or so ago so that's been my day how about you tiffany well i uh i actually got up quite early this morning i got up at 6 40 i'm trying i'm working towards getting up every day at six i haven't quite gotten there yet but that's my my goal because i'm a morning person because i function well in the morning and not at night but that said, I, you know, I had a typical work day today. Nothing um, too exciting or interesting happened. I can't really complain. I will tell you that uh, as far as not getting things done or just not doing anything at all, it's typical here. And don't feel bad because it happens. You wake up and you're like, wait, what year is it? It's <laughs> how many years have I been here? I've been here five years. And what have I accomplished? I've made the bed today. That's about all I can say for myself. Well, my problem is being on my own schedule for the most part. If I sleep in too late, which I have been doing for about the last week, I was being very good about getting up earlier uh, before and not staying up so late. But now I'm sleeping in really long. So by the time I'm actually up and rolling and could go do something, it's noon and everything's closed. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing about Italy. Everything closes in the afternoon. So if you don't plan your day right, let's say even you do get up at a regularly decent hour, get some shopping done, run around the house, do some cleaning, da, da, da. Finally, you're like, oh, I'm ready to go and do something cultural or do something productive. But you can't because it's 1230 or 1 and everything is closed in the entire city. Well, what are, I have multiple questions that come out of that. Let me ask this. What are people doing when all those shops are closed? Well, it depends. If, I mean, used to, used to be that businesses 
would close at that time too. And people would go home and have lunch because they lived very close to their office. If you think about a small town where everything's in walking distance, and if you work in an office, you're probably a short walk or a bike ride away from your apartment. Or even better, if you own a shop, your apartment's probably right upstairs. That's how they would do it back in those days. And so you would finish, you would close up your shop, you would go upstairs, your wife or your mom, depending on your age, would have made you a nice lunch. Lunch generally would be much bigger than dinner. And you might lie down and have a little bit of a nap and then go back to work. Now, it doesn't really happen like that anymore. At least not for business people, because if you're working at an office, your office isn't going to close. So in that sense, Italy has modernized and, and become more like the rest of Europe or the United States. But the shops do tend to close in the afternoon, not big shops. Like if you're at a chain shop, if you're at a Benetton, it's not going to close in the middle of the day. And generally supermarkets won't either. But boutiques will and places like butcher shops and uh, tailors and cobblers, people who have their own independent business. What are they doing? If you have your own shop and you close, it's probably because you do live close by and you can uh, go home and eat. Or maybe you're, I mean, I usually I would think, yeah, you'll use that time to run errands. But no, you can't because everything's closed. It's a catch-22. So beats me. I don't know what people are doing. Yeah, in, in our neighborhood, um, I believe we have four grocery stores and, and all of them except for one close in the middle of the afternoon. They do? Yeah. The Conad stays open. Gonads. Toadies is closed. Though oh, a fancy right. one next door to Toadies that I never go Vanilla. to. Vanilla. Or Innocenzi. That is a fancy one, yes. In that case, yes. There's and a then car for by my place that stays open. Yeah. But I mean, that means all I can get done in the afternoon is grocery shopping. <laughs> no, it's true. But what worse for you, worse than for you, is for the people who work in those types of places. They're not the owners. The, the cashiers or what have you. I mean, how annoying would it be? To get up early, go to work, and then have a four-hour break or three-hour break in the middle of the day and then have to work until 8 p.m. It ruins your whole day. It would be so much nicer to just work straight through and get off three hours early and go home to your family. I don't understand it. Well, it goes along with what seems to be the culture here a little bit is that uh, someone wisely advised uh, my husband Derek and I as we were first entering the country and we were running around like crazy Americans trying to accomplish the top of Everest and back in, the, in a day, uh, someone wisely told us that if you get one thing done in the day in Italy, you should consider that a very productive day. You get one thing done, you check it off your list, you go out, you get a cappuccino, you take a nap. <laughs> For us, that was very reassuring because at the time we were so frustrated with how much we would try to get done in a day and not succeed. The bad thing about that has been that now we're like, I wrote for 15 minutes this morning and I went to the grocery store. Check, done. Done and done. Give me a prize. Give me my cappuccino. I'm going to go take a nap. I'm going to go play some more Candy Crush Saga. <laughs> it's so true. I mean, I do think that when it comes to bureaucracy, that's very wise. One piece of bureaucracy in a day is more than anyone could possibly bear in this country. And I was quite frankly stunned when you guys got uh, Derek's paperwork done in a matter of one week, I think it was. You were terribly stressed about it. Both of you were so, you were calling me, worried, this place is closed, the office hours aren't as they are listed, it's not true, the people are giving us the runaround, they're telling us to go here, they're telling us to go there, and I'm thinking... 
and your point is <laughs> this is normal what's the and when he said that you had everything done in one week i was shocked I, I couldn't believe it it takes most people six months easy well we also lost about 20 pounds that week each running around this city we were eating like absolute cows and we are getting thinner and thinner and thinner because we were walking so many miles a day that was probably the end of us being americans was completing that paperwork in a week Yes, and now you have started to become Italian. Would you say then that you personally were a much more productive human being when you were living in the United States than you are now? I don't think so. But not because of Italy. Because I think when I was younger, well, it's hard to say. It depends because, I, I mean, I've been here so long now that I can kind of split up my time here. I feel like the first four or five years here, I was not very productive and more recently, I have become much more productive. But I think that's more to do with my age and realizing specifically what I want to do with my life and having a much clearer goal. I had a very clear goal when I was younger in the States as well, but uh, things changed along the way. I think that maybe being stuck in academia for so long is maybe that's kind of like being in Italy. You just If you can just get one major thing done when you're in university you know a day it's kind of a, a big deal so maybe maybe it's like a parallel universe I don't know <laughs> but I didn't feel that I was so incredibly productive in the United States and then and then that all changed when I got here but that's my experience I know a lot of people on the other hand who feel like they moved to Italy and their ambition just goes down the toilet but I will say that absolutely I've looked around and been like ah. Oh, what have I been doing for the past year? I, I haven't I haven't really done anything. It's because this country, it seduces you into doing nothing. There's so many things to take up your time with. Having a coffee, having a pizza. You know, it's very inexpensive to go out to dinner here if you know where to go. So, you know, someone calls you, let's go out for dinner, let's go for aperitivo. I mean, that wonderful three or four hours that you spend over a glass of wine and some olives with a friend you know and you people watch and you sit around the weather is so amazing here I mean we had warm sunny short sleeve weather until mid-November and from as a person from Seattle I'd say it's still nice now with the exception of it raining today yeah no it is it's really it's never really cold enough to need gloves but, you know, being from Seattle, as we both are, I've kind of gotten used to it, but it's not completely. You know, when you're from a place like Seattle and you're used to gray skies every day, when you see the sun, you want to take advantage of that. If you're doing a year-long sabbatical like yourself and you are trying to get some things accomplished, but it's all sort of on your own time, in your own apartment, and you're sitting in your apartment, it's 10 a.m., you're about to get some work done, and it's glorious outside... It's very difficult to say, especially if it's late in the year, you know, if it's wintertime or almost, you think to yourself, I have to take advantage of this. I have to go out. I have to seize the moment. I have to go, you know, to the park. I have to get a bike and go around. I have to do some shopping, some people watching, take some photographs. And you can't help yourself. And you go out. What happens then, though, is the next day you wake up and it's another <laughs> glorious day. And the same thing happens again. <laughs> That's so true. Because... It's interesting because our apartment, rather than having curtains or anything like this, it has wooden shutters that just block out the windows. And so it can be dark as pitch in here. So no matter what time I wake up in the morning, I have no idea what the weather is. And I'll walk down the stairs from the the bed and I'll think, okay, today I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And I unlock the wooden shutters and I pull them back and it's like, doo -doo 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 -doo. like you know, every day, every day. And, and just like you today. say, 
Yeah, except today, uh, which is probably why I, you know, I should have done something today <laughs> instead of just being stuck at home. Um, but it's every day and just drives me out exactly like you're saying. And in Seattle, um, we get so few days that are absolutely gorgeous. Every now and then in the summer, we get a nice run of beautiful weather. But there's so few days where it's sunny at all outside that Seattleites are trained, conditioned in their minds to, you must be outside doing something if it's nice outside. That's just the rule because it's not going to last. And you might not even last that day. It might last an hour. Yeah, time to go. So when in Seattle, it's the opposite. When you have um, beautiful weather for a long period of time, say six weeks, imagine it's middle of August, six weeks, beautiful weather happened. Certain Seattleites are going to be starting to be a little ornery and ticked off and like someone we know named Suzanne well because that's six weeks if you got to go out and do something every day you can't stay home and watch tv and drink wine or write your book like you'd like to be you still have to be out doing something and so it reaches a tipping point where everyone's starting to get annoyed with the fact that they still have to be outside doing something but they can't stop themselves and luckily I've begun to embrace the weather here, but it is true that by the afternoon, if I haven't gone out yet, I'm starting to feel very cooped up, like I'm missing the day that's going to get dark. And so I spend more time wandering the city and admiring how beautiful it is than I do getting any kind of productive work done. What if you could bring your work out with you? I thought about that. Now, you have to let our listeners know that you have a very, very fortunate possession that I do not have, which is you have a rooftop terrace. Okay, now I find it very hard to hear you complain about not being out (laughs) and not being productive at the same time when you have a rooftop terrace. Now, it is winter and it's really too cold to be sitting up on a rooftop. But in the spring, in the fall, I mean, I know myself, I would take my computer and a cup of tea up to the rooftop terrace, I'd be out in the sun, but I'd still be working. No, I would do that. And I would actually probably do that on sunny days now. But whoever is in charge of the rooftop terrace up there has removed all of the chairs for the winter. (laughs) Maybe I was up there too much. (laughs) That's a crime. So hopefully in the spring that'll come about. But maybe by that time I'll just be so relaxed, you know, that uh, I'll just sleep all day. No, you won't. I'll tell you what will be happening. By to come spring, you will be freaking out because you'll be saying, oh, my God, I only have two months left or I only have three months left. I've got to seize every moment. I've got to see every church in Rome. I've got to see every museum, every work of art. And uh, and you really will be going crazy then. So I would take advantage of these dark, dreary days that are very few and far between. Get up early. Don't open the shutters. <laughs> Just plug yourself into your computer and get your work done. What's the biggest change you see in yourself from living in this country? From how you were as an American to how you are as an Italian? Well, let's not jump to conclusions. I'm not Italian yet. I know, I know. But you know what I mean. What would you say is your biggest personality shift? Uh, that's <laughs> such a hard question. Okay. <laughs> okay, maybe not the only one, but what's one change, maybe? You like pasta more. Oh, no. I hate pasta now. No, I don't hate <laughs> pasta. Um, I can't think of anything. It's been so long I've been here. I've been here so long, I don't know who I am anymore. <laughs> 
I don't remember who I was before I came here. Now, in these cultures like Italy or like Mexico, for instance, where people do shut their shops down and take a nap or have a nice meal in the middle of the afternoon and then take a nap, the typical American is going to see those people as kind of lazy mm-hmm. or lucky, one of the two, when they're kind of getting drowsy at their desk at one thirty in the afternoon and they sure wish they could take a 15-minute nap. You know what? Uh, I find that the sort of Anglo-Saxon concept of being busy is uh, is something that most people are very proud of. People who consider themselves busy. They complain about being busy, but actually what they're saying is, look at my life, look how important I am. I'm so super busy. I, I wouldn't have time to take a nap in the afternoon. I don't know where you would find the time to do that because I have so much to do and I have to play Candy Crush Saga on top of it. And I recently encountered this when uh, my office this summer was closed for two weeks. I was actually quite frustrated because I didn't want the office to close. Not because I didn't want to have two weeks off, but because I wanted to take my two weeks off at a different time and I was being forced to take my two weeks off then. So that's another story. The point is the office was closed for two weeks because we're in Italy. And in Italy in August, everything closes. You know, maybe the grocery store is open. That's about it. So I had just come back and the you know the magazine that i work for where it's um it's a franchise magazine that exists all over the world so we're sometimes communicating with our you know brother sister offices in london or in atlanta and i was having some communications with the people that run the atlanta office and i was really late getting back to them because we'd been closed for 2 weeks and the week after that i'd been playing catch up and getting everything back in order and I wrote to them and I said, oh, you know, I'm sorry, I haven't responded, but we were closed for two weeks. And I'm just getting back up to date. And he wrote me this message that was meant to be like, oh, lucky you. Wow. But, but really what he was trying to say was, wow, you guys in Rome are really lazy. We, we would never take two weeks off. Ha ha ha. I wish we had two weeks to take off. And I don't really think that this is something to brag about. Now, I'm definitely someone who believes in seizing the moment and you know when you have you know an idea you should you should really work at it you should try to make it happen and you shouldn't slack off but on the other hand I think taking vacations and taking time off is a really important thing and people need it you know just like your I mean it's a stupid analogy but when you use your cell phone too much you run you run down the battery and the battery starts lasting less and less and it's the same thing if you don't give yourself relaxation and breaks and time to enjoy life you're going to run yourself down. And if you're a creative person, it's even worse. Because if you don't give yourself time to stop and let the images around you in, where are you going to go to for your inspiration? So I think that um, maybe that's the thing that's changed about me. Maybe I have mellowed out a little bit. I've allowed myself to sort of take time off and not think, oh, I have two days off. I need to then run around and do this and this. And think, no, I'm just going to relax and take it easy. I feel like reading all day. I'm going to do that. Yeah, I think for me that one of the the questions that keeps coming up in my head, because I do have days where I'm very productive, all joking aside, but the big question that keeps coming up in my head is, is the discomfort in not necessarily having a plan or getting anything accomplished at certain times, uh, is that because I've been conditioned to accomplish a lot all the time? Because I used to be in charge of a two-hour daily radio show where every single day it had to be on the air or is it okay to just say you have a year off you're never going to have a year off again 
If you want to spend your time going to museums, so what? Do it. But there's always that voice in the back of my head that's like, no, you're supposed to be getting stuff done. You're supposed to be figuring out what the next thing is. You're supposed to be like writing that book you never have time to write. You're supposed to be creating those new radio shows you've never had time to do. It's constantly uh, the tug of war battle of you're supposed to be producing something versus you have time off for the first time in your life. I totally get that. Going to museums every day or going to visit churches or archaeological sites or whatever you might feel like you want to do could potentially give you so much more material to draw from to write that book or to come up with a new idea that it would be a crime to not do it. You have a year off, but you don't just have a year off. You have a year off in Rome. So you, I, I mean, I'm all for you taking advantage of everything that the city has to offer. You know, if you want to write a book, you will write it. There's enough time in the day. You will find a way. But the hard part isn't sitting down and writing it. The hard part is getting the inspiration. Or maybe it's not. I don't know. Maybe they're both hard equally. <laughs> they're both hard. But the point is the, the inspiration can't be forced. And here you are. You're, it's all around you. So from your point of view, looking back at America, do you think that we are burying ourselves in work and production out of fear or because of our own egos? The, the person that we must project into the world as a very competent, needed person? Absolutely. I think both. I think, well, I think definitely ego is a part of it. And I mean, I, I'm not saying I don't suffer from it just because I live in Italy. I definitely do. <laughs> but I mean, if you just look at the amount of time that Italians have off, you know, how many holidays we get, I just was shocked. I mean, I've only for a little over a year now been working at a full-time contracted job. Before that, I was always doing um, a couple of different part-time jobs or I was self-employed. And so now that I'm working as a, an employee full-time with a contract, I can't believe the amount of time that I have off. It's something like 25 or 30 even days, not counting weekends, which is like five or six weeks off a year. It's an incredible amount of time. <laughs> I think it's more. I think it's more like 30. So six weeks of vacation paid. Uh, but you know what? That's that's normal to Europeans because, you know, what are you, what are you supposed to do? Work and, and that's it? Is that your whole life? To some Americans, it is. There are good things on both sides. I complain all the time about how Italians never get anything done. Not that they don't get anything done, but that they make it impossible for us to get things done. <laughs> I see it at my own office. My colleague, who I love to complain about, she comes in on time. I will give her that. She sits down. She'll try to chat with me if she can. If I'm feeling chatty, you know, I'll, uh, I'll give back. But otherwise, she reads the news. And uh, she goes out and has a cigarette. And... Um, just kind of hangs out. I can tell when she's working and when she's just sort of surfing the net. She does that until about 10 o'clock when our other colleague comes in and they go down and get a coffee for about 30 to 40 minutes every morning. And then she comes back. She has another cigarette. And then she sits down and she, she starts WhatsApping. And she'll do this for about a half an hour until finally around 1130. She might she might get something done and it drives me insane it drives me absolutely insane because even if you have a job that permits you to have a little bit of free time during the workday me as an american you know i'm always thinking well if i have some free time during the workday i better use it to get something accomplished something else 
And that's just not the way that Italians think. And so I guess I'm trying to find a happy medium. So nobody else at your office would think that her behavior or her, her lack of working during a day is any problem whatsoever. As long as the magazine gets produced at the end of the month, I think that everybody is happy. And uh, I mean, if they could, you know, find a way to whittle her hours down to part time, they would do it. Unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on how you look at it, that's not possible with a contract that she has. Italy's laws favor the worker with the type of contract that she has. If they tried to push her down to part time, she could sue them or, you know, something like that. So obviously it would make much more sense for her job to be part time with the amount of work that she does. But that's not possible and I guess they realize it's not possible so as long as the work that she needs to do gets done I guess that they're happy and you're going to be stuck working with her forever because you're both under contract well that that I doubt <laughs> will be the case because as though although I have a lifetime contract as well that just means they can't fire me it doesn't mean I can't quit and it certainly doesn't mean that I won't <laughs> someday I mean I really enjoy the job at, right now but it's not the only thing in my future, for sure. And like an American, you're driven to keep moving up. Yeah, it's difficult because I do feel the tug from both sides of the street. I have that American side of me that wants to achieve and that wants to be productive. And I really, not just because I, I feel like I have to, but because like a lot of other people, having a goal brings a lot of contentment and makes you feel good, you know, when you make accomplishments and when you reach your goals. But on the other side, having lived in Italy for so long, I, I have that other tug of just, oh, take it easy, go see an exhibit, have a nice long walk to hang out with a friend over a cup of tea. You don't have to be running, 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 running all the time. So mm-hmm. I guess happy medium. Well, should we go get some tea? I think so. All right. <laughs> I'm Katie Sewell. I'm Tiffany Parks. Join us again. We welcome your questions and your feedback. Reach the show by emailing bittersweetlife at mail.com. That's bittersweetlife at M-A-I-L dot com. Hey guys, it's Kitty in Rome. Leaning out my window to let you hear what's going on in the street below. If you like the show, support us. Tell a friend. And consider donating. There's a donate button at our website, thebittersweetlife.net. A little bit from you helps us keep the bills paid. And thanks so much for spending these weeks with us.